Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the fan here on WFAN. Welcome back to Tiki and Tierney here on WFAN. Got confused. Too much going on right now. The New York Jets do not care about seventh-round draft picks. They just traded their 2024 seventh-round draft pick to the Baltimore Ravens. No, this isn't a Lamar Jackson update. For Chuck Clark, safety from Virginia Tech. He's a good player, actually. He has been a three, three-and-a-half-year starter for Baltimore, over 100-tackle type of guy. I think he can be a, a pretty decent uh, fit for this Jets secondary as they look to build depth and upgrade some of their positions. But the bigger news that's happening right now is happening down in Tampa, where I will be this weekend for the Valspar Championship with my brother as hosting. Maybe I can go over and ask Brian Cashman, or Aaron Boone, what in the heck is going on with their rotation? Coming into this season, we thought we had a great one set up for us. Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Seve was going to be healthy. Nestor, nasty Nestor Cortez. And then a battle between Herman, who's been eh, and then Clark Schmidt as your fifth. Frankie Montas would have been available hopefully at some point. Well, Montas is banged up. We talked, He talked about how he was unhealthy coming in last year. And now the latest news is that Carlos Rodon is being shut down for 7 to 10 days and will likely begin the season on IL. We have Brian Cashman, right, talking about this. This is not, not at all a good development for the Yankees or their rotation, which was being upgraded. Could generate more power that day, and he was like, hey, no worries, relax, or was it? You know, a little bit of knowledge of this stuff. I don't have an answer to that. Brian, in, in the perfect world, when is Carlos Rodon back in your rotation? I mean, in the perfect world, sometime in April. Um, but are we talking mid-April, late April? I, 
but you know, okay. let's get him through his seven days to ten days of no throw, and then okay. uh, get him going. The only thing, the only thing I, my contribution to, to the dialogue with him was, listen, just because, you know, that you know, glad our trainers jumped on it. I'm glad he said something. You know, the finding was, was something, but not significant or serious. So, because of that, if none of that was taking place, we could have played this into. You know, mm-hmm. if it was don't don't say anything, don't you know try to push through whatever. This could have been much worse. You know, because uh, obviously trying to pitch through stuff is not a good thing, especially this time of year. If this was obviously in season, pennant race, late in the game, you know, he's still probably up and running, going. He had this last May okay. um, with the Giants, uh, and he didn't miss any time with it. Um, but uh, and. So do we, do we describe this injury as mild, just not serious? How would you describe this injury? I, just, I mean, that's what they describe it to me, but okay. but we're going to miss time because of it regardless. So that's obviously in the not so good category. So, but. Uh, you know, my daughter, when she gets upset, my nine-year-old daughter, Brooklyn, she goes, uh, but she puts the GH in. She goes, ugh, ugh. I always tell her, Brooklyn, you don't say the guh. You just say, uh, it, it carries itself. You don't need to say the guh, but guh, guh. Brian Cashman, can you please start trading? Not, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm like I'm excoriating. I'm like telling him, start trading. But, geez, you trade for Frankie Montas. He's hurt. He's out for who knows how long as he tries to get back to the form that we thought he was going to be when we traded for him last year. You, you trade for Carlos Rodon. Now he's not healthy. Opening day is on March 30th against the San Francisco Giants. We will be out at the Hard Rock Cafe. We'll be hosting one of you all. We have a contest that we'll announce in the next couple of weeks or so. So we'll be out there. But Carlos Rodon with prize acquisition for this Yankees rotation, will not be available. He wouldn't have been on the mound anyways. It would have been Garrett Cole. But still, it would have been nice to see him just waiting in the wings to get the next start. Uh, But that's not going to happen because in all likelihood, he is not going to be available until mid-April, as you heard Brian Cashman uh, just talk about. And this starts to feel like the worst-case scenario coming to fruition in real time. We, we know that Sevy is hopefully back. He feels like he's back, but he's not being allowed to pitch uh, in the World Baseball Classic, which was disappointing to him, but it's probably the best thing for the Yankees going forward. But there's a question mark still. Can he stay healthy for an entire season? We have Nestor Cortez, who was sublime last year. Sub-3 ERA. His ERA plus was one of the best in baseball. Made the all-star team. Uh, but... He climbed near 200 innings, and he's never been over 93. What's going to be his physical, emotional, um, mental response to having to do that again now that the expectation is higher? And there's a book on him uh, these days. Uh, Herman and Schmidt, neither one of them are really showing themselves as uh, the, the, the fifth starter, the elite guy that the, that the team needs. So all of a sudden, the Yankees, who had questions at depth, Come now into the regular season, which is, I mean, it's only, what are we, 21 days away, three weeks away from the start of the regular season with severe questions 
in the starting rotation. Cole should be fine. I mean, he's probably the only one that I'm now not worried about. After all the bitching and moaning we did about Garrett Cole last year and his quirkiness, he's the last player that I'm worried about right now. Rodon, seriously worried about. Seve, question mark. Uh, Cortez, have, have blind faith that he's going to continue to be that player that he was a year ago. And Montas, I mean, I, I, I don't even, do we even have a prognosis? Do we have a, an, 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 an idea of where Frankie Montas is? I feel like he hasn't been part of the conversation, even though he clearly should be. Do you know that, Hoff? I, I, he said that he, he should be ready to pitch towards the end of the season. Intel. He Frank. should be back. So, so not at all. So basically, we don't even. He's he's not even part of the conversation. And I, what I don't understand is how they traded him last year. Like we talk about physicals, right? Passive yeah. physicals. Carlos Correa yeah, did you get do one? Frankie Montas basically said he was hurt when he got traded to the Yankees. How did they let that one slide? I don't know. This is it's it's screaming of of, of bad management. It just it, it doesn't make sense. I understand the potential. For Frankie Montas, I understand that he was a Astro killer, right? He he matched up well against the Astros, at least historically. But that can't have been the reason you signed it. The last thing you need is to bring in a hurt player, and you just heard Brian Cashman, Carlos Rodon, dealt with this last year. <laughs> you knew it. You knew it. You did. He, he, and he's had health concerns in the past. Yes, Listen, the past two pa- past two years, he pitched great, but both. Were coming off of basically free agent years. They were they were going into a walk year of some yep. sort. He could opt out after this last year with the Giants, which he did. Previously, though, he had a lot of injury plague seasons, and he wasn't dominant. Yeah. So. Wow. This is uh, this is a big development for the Yankees. We'll get into this a uh, little bit later. Maybe we'll wait till tomorrow when BT's back and we have a real conversation about how worried. The Yankees should be. We already hit Aaron Judge going to left field so that Stanton can play right, get some rest days. The DH is a could be a rotating position. But really, the big issue is how you getting guys out. Uh, but we started the show talking about Aaron Rodgers and how Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's desperate. There's one team that, that wants him. One. Packers don't even want him. You heard Packer fans don't want him. Clearly, the organization is ready to move on and start with Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers... Is he the right fit, the perfect fit for the New York Jets? Maybe short term, but that's not that's not roster building. I'm I'm skeptical. Let's get Jonathan, who is in Brooklyn. Welcome back to the fan. What's up, Jonathan? Jonathan. Hey Kiki, how you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? Hello? I got you. What's up, man? Hello? Hey, Jonathan. You got me? Jonathan's not paying attention. It's all good. Let's get Sharif in Westchester, New York. What's up, Sharif? Hey Tiki, how you doing? I, I called you a couple of weeks ago when you and BT, you know, when Brandon were, were on. Yep. We talked a little bit about you know Jets and Yankees and, and how fans appreciate winning or winning cultures. Yeah. I, I'm a lawyer. I've been practicing you know for almost 20 years, and although I haven't worked in sports and entertainment, I've negotiated you know thousands of deals. I was a prosecutor for a long time. Oh wow. I think that the fans are a little confused about you know what value how do you assess value, whether it's, you know, when you're trading somebody or signing somebody. And I think two things to think about in the NFL is draft value or when you're just trading people and and assigning picks to their value. Yeah. That's sort of stagnant because it's not impacted by inflation. You know, the draft is the draft. There's the same number of teams, the same number of picks. So a trade, you know, 20 years ago with draft picks, 
generally is going to be similarly valued today. Yeah. Whereas with dollars, it's impacted by things like salary caps yeah, and of course. inflation and changes in financing. Of course. So, so if you look at if you look at the Aaron Rodgers deal, and, and I'll talk about Lamar Jackson in a second if you give me a, a minute to talk about it. Go ahead. The Aaron Rodgers deal, the first thing you look at when you make a deal is you look at precedent, right? Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with an industry where there's lots of things moving a lot, like player trades, etc., you look at precedent. And there's not a the lot, though. There's not a lot of precedent for well, what Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, this, seriously, because he's got a hundred. He's got a hundred left because he had a hundred and fifty million dollar deal. A hundred right. million left on this deal. Sixty of it, which is due to him ish, is due to him right now. And he's thirty eight years old. There, there's not a lot of precedent for that. But, but Tiki, I get what you're saying, but I'm, I want to separate both what the draft capital looks like for yeah. a trade, and then we'll talk about the money secondly. But when you look at draft capital, the first thing you look at is precedent. Then you look at things like intervening and superseding issues, mm-hmm. right? Like the timing of when things are happening. Yep. Age, or, et cetera. You know, exa- exactly. Then the last thing you look at is emotion. Mm-hmm. Like how emotional <laughs> do, do parties get when they want to make a deal? Yeah. If you, as a lawyer, you want to throw away the emotion part. If yeah, you but, can. but it you doesn't feel like that. If it doesn't feel like the Jets are doing that, does it? Well, yeah. So the. So what the fans should really understand is the precedent for the Aaron Rodgers deal is the Brett Favre deal, hmm. right? Because yeah, but the motivation the was cap- different, though, right? The motivation was different for the Jets. Yes, that maybe well, may, or maybe or the motivation was different for the Packers because. But, but that's but that's phase two of the review. Team. Yeah, uh, just from a precedent perspective, you know, for Favre, if we if we remember. I think it was a fourth round pick in 2009. Yeah. If Favre played fewer than 50% of the snaps in 2008. That's right. Third round pick if Favre played 50% of the snaps. Yes, it's and conditional. And then a second round pick if Favre played 70% of the snaps and the Jets made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Lastly, it was a first round pick if Favre played 80% of the snaps and the Jets made it to the Super Bowl. Yes. Now let's look at the comparisons, right? We're talking about former MVPs mm-hmm. towards the tail end or the descending portion of their careers. Yep. Right? Arguably. Yep. Although but the situation better, is the same. The, the, the Packers right. wanted to get rid of uh, Favre. Right. And it seems right. like, from what we're hearing, the Packers right. want to get rid of Rodgers because they want to they want right. to start the Jordan Love era. What are the superseding intervening clauses that that are going to be round you know phase two of the review, which is the number, the cap number that's mm-hmm. going to impact the the Packers? And by the way, that was created on purpose. Yeah, the financial course. incentives to make the deal were created so that there would be an issue this time this year yeah. to make a decision because they had to get to Jordan Love this year. Of course. Because otherwise, they have no more time with Jordan Love. That's right. And they'd have spent the first-round draft pick for nothing. Yeah, and so, so they're ready year, for they it. They have to move on. They have to. Right? We knew they'd had to. And there's no other exactly. teams that have come and knocking. This is why I'm saying Aaron Rodgers needs the Jets more than the Jets probably need Aaron Rodgers. There's nobody 100%. else wanting Aaron Rodgers right now. Which is why, which is why the Jets, if they eliminate emotion, they have all of the leverage in the deal, yes. and they're likely going to get a very comparable draft deal to what they did for with Favre all those years ago. Yeah, but is and it the but is it the right home, before we let because we're going to run up at a break here in a, in a second, sure. Sharif? Is it the right deal given that there is another option with Lamar Jackson? Well, that, that's for fans who are passionate to decide on. I'm just talking about this from a lawyer's perspective. Yeah. From my perspective, from my perspective, Tiki, I'm 40. I just want to win. I'm tired of this. Yeah. So I'm that's so that's losing. so that means Aaron Rodgers, but it's short term. That's that's the only problem. And I appreciate your call, Sharif. Thanks for laying that out for us. Uh, the, emotion gets in the way sometimes, and so uh, my my take, and we'll hit this when we go all in on the other side of this noon break, 
is Aaron Rodgers is the more desperate party here because nobody else wants Aaron Rodgers. And maybe they people thought about Aaron Rodgers, but when it comes down to the uh, the, the 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 you know what or get off the pot, nobody wants him. It's the Jets and nobody else, and it's, it's not even including the Packers. It is retirement for Aaron Rodgers or the New York Jets. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more at 877-337-6666. I'm Tiki Barber for Tiki and Tierney here on WFAN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 